You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. I've actually been posting a couple. No, I've posted, I posted a couple of memes on my Instagram, my personal Instagram, Just Plain Zach. Um, but lot, a lot more memes, especially like reality TV and Bravo memes are on at no filter with Zach. But what I have been posting on my IG lately is um, a lot of TikTok videos. And I think they're pretty good and they're pretty creative. I made some fun ones for Easter yesterday um, that I would highly recommend you check out. So go and do that. Um, I am oof, I am nursing a little <laughs> a little bit of a, of a hangover. I apologize in advance. I, I do have a bit of an Easter hangover. And I think it's um, because I did have, it was a holiday and I did have a little sugar. And I did have, um, the, vo- the drinks I had yesterday were very, very strong. And I was not anticipating for them to be as strong as they have been. Because my alcohol tolerance has gone way up during this quarantine. I don't know about you, but like mine, surprisingly, like the other night, oh my God, this is embarrassing to admit. But the other night I was like, watching Netflix. I was like having like a chill night and like trying to not like work my ass off, even though I've been trying to just stay busy. Um, and so I killed an entire bottle of Skinny Girl by myself, which I mean, is essentially like four, maybe five drinks. So it's like a night of going out, but like just doing that by yourself at home is a little sad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely had a really uh, morning. I've had a morning, I'll tell you that, because Easter was fun. You know, you have to just make the best of it. My family all got on like a big Zoom thing. We got on a big Zoom call um, and we did like an art competition and we did an Easter egg hunt sort of. Um, and we did a dance competition, which my family definitely won. We did our own little TikTok video and it was great. And I highly recommend you watch it. Um, so much news. Um, so much news, but before we get into news, um, I also want to talk, I was, I also want to give a little bit of a, a dating, uh, update cause I've been dating during quarantine and, um, tease a couple of things that are coming up on the show. Ryan Bailey is going to be on the show later this week. You guys love Ryan Bailey. He has his podcast so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey and for some reason you guys really love him. So I invited him back on the show or not for some reason. I obviously love Ryan Bailey. He's great. Um, but yeah, how, how was your Easter? I'm doing a solo episode today. Today's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. We're going to break down all of the reunions that Netflix has had because they just released their Tiger King reunion, which I did watch last night. Easter was great until I watched the high, the Tiger King reunion. Like I said, I had a little bit of an Easter hangover. I was just so excited that like Jesus came back and I'm not used to that. I'm used to, you know, normally when men leave me, they don't come back, but Jesus came back. So I got excited about that and I drank a little too much, but then my buzz was killed when Tiger King release their reunion which we'll discuss in a minute but like i said ryan bailey's coming on later this week so stay tuned for that we're going to be breaking down new york and real housewives of beverly hills after the premiere airs. so this episode that i'm taping with ryan will air this friday that way we all have a chance to watch new york and beverly hills and we're going to dissect it and discuss it we're also going to be talking about bethany a little bit later today um, and yeah, I have a lot of other really fun guests. I'm also thinking of planning like an old school reality TV week, like Flavor of Love Days. If you love like Flavor of Love, Charm School, Rock of Love, I Love Money. I'm thinking of doing like a week where we have all of them on the show and we kind of check in with all of them. I know I've had New York Tiffany Pollard on No Filter before and we've had um, Nicole, who was Hoops from Flavor of Love on the show before she did Flavor of Love and then she did I Love Money. I actually think she won one of the seasons on I Love Money. Um 
they've both been on the show. Oh, I've also had Heat from I Love New York, Jason Rosel, Rosel. So I've had a couple of them on this show in the past, but I feel like I want to do an update. I reached out to a couple of them. Like I want to talk to like Safari. I want to talk to Megan because Megan, remember she was on um, Rock of Love and then she did Charm School and then she did I Love Money and then she had her own show, Megan Wants a Millionaire and then that one got canceled. Megan Hauserman, she was like really good friends with Brandy C. It was a vibe. And so I want to do, if anybody, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping by popular demand, it'll happen. Um yeah, and then also this week on hashtag adulting, well, one, this Tuesday we're releasing a sex episode, sex during quarantine, sex on lockdown. So it's going to be all about sex with yourself, sex with your partner, how to tell your partner no if you're tired of having sex for the 15th time today. All of that stuff are bringing down on the adulting podcast this Tuesday. Um, and then we're also doing a really big giveaway. We have $1,000 worth of product that we're going to be giving away to you guys to help you stay fit, stay healthy, stay cute. So we have like beauty products. We have a ton of supplements. We have this Pilates equipment that we got from um, Balanced Body. Like it's just... I reached out to all of these brands, brands that I know and I love. And I was like, hey, can you guys give us some product to give away? Because we want to keep our community healthy. And at the same time, I also know that like people are hurting right now, but they want to stay healthy. So I also got each of these brands to give us like big discount codes, like up to 25% off. So that way, you know, you guys can save a little money and stay healthy at the same time. So stay tuned for that giveaway. It's going to be announced this week at the Adult Team Podcast on the Instagram. Okay, let's talk about Netflix. Let's talk about these reunions. I think at this point, like, Netflix needs to stop making reunions. I think we need to leave them to Bravo. I mean, even VH1 knows how to master the reunions. Um, but Netflix is just terrible at this. Like, the Love is Blind reunion, bad. Tiger King reunion, bad. The only halfway decent reunion that we've had on Netflix was The Circle. Loved The Circle, which if you haven't watched that yet, go watch that. But the only reason the Circle's reunion was halfway decent is because it was part reunion and part finale. So we kind of had to watch it. We had to watch it in order to find out who actually won, um, which I guess was a smart strategy. I thought it was a little long, to be honest. Um, and I did forward through a lot of it. I forwarded through most of the Circle because um, I really just want to get to the end and, and see the winner. I didn't really care about too many cast updates, unless there was, like, drama or something. Like, that's what I think Netflix is missing with their reunions. Like, nobody really wants to, like, have a, a, a GMA, Good Morning America-style interview where we all just kind of have them there and we're asking them very, you know, politically correct questions. And we're just like, so what have you been up to? Like, nobody wants to hear that. Like, we want the tea. We want, we you know, what about, like, when people are catfishing people and, like, people are getting pissed about that? Like, give me something. Like, we know, like, the reunion, title has been set to such a high bar that like that's what we come to expect and I think that's why many of us are just disappointed in these reunions on Netflix the love is blind reunion was awful and it had so much potential to be great. Like, you could tell, like, Amber was, like, ready. She won Barnett. You know, she had her blonde hair, and she was, like, ready to fight with Jessica. She was ready to throw down, and, like, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey were, like, not even engaging that or entertaining that or anything. Like, Amber came ready for a fight. Not that, you know, we want to see women fight on TV. I'm not trying to encourage that, even though I kind of am, because that's fun. But um, what I am saying is that we could have just spiced things up a little more. Like, there's natural tension. Like, this is the first time a lot of these couples have seen each other since the show, that there's, like, a natural tension and a physical chemistry that, like, needs to come out. Like, these reunions are supposed to be cathartic to break down everything that's happened since, or on the show and since the show. Show and like we didn't like even um Damien and Gigi like we didn't even get a real update on like how they got back together after the show like they didn't spoiler 
forward if you don't want if you haven't finished love is blind yet but Gigi and damien at the wedding broke up like he said no i don't want to marry you at the wedding and then all of a sudden we're at the reunion and they're together again when we literally saw her run out of the wedding in barefoot in her wedding dress and fall and like it was so dramatic that like how did we go from that to them back together on the couch we didn't even get that story i just feel like Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, God bless their soul. Jesus has risen. But like, come on, they're not hosts and it shows. Like Netflix, like invest in some real hosts that can do something good with one, the show, and two, the reunion. Like, and this is where I think they kind of, um, they tried by bringing Joel McHale in to host the, the Netflix, the, sorry, the Tiger King reunion. But it feels like these reunions are really just like awkward small talk at like a wedding reception where, you're, you know, you're just sitting with a bunch of people that you don't really know. And you're trying to like politely get to know each other, hoping that like at some point the alcohol and the music will just hit you and, and save you from like this uncomfortable interaction. But then Netflix like ends the reunions before the alcohol even hits. And you're just like, what what was the point of that? It's like going to the wedding reception and just getting through that awkward small talk where you see the bride do, you know, the the first dance with her dad and then that's it. Like the and then the reception's over. And it's like, but why did I sit at this table with a bunch of people that I don't even know? I brought a date that I'm barely even, you know, dating. We're just, you know, screwing on the side and now all of a sudden I brought my date so I didn't look desperate and pathetic. And that, this sounds a little too real. Um Okay, let's break down Tiger King. So if you haven't seen the Tiger King reunion, which was released on Easter, so it was released on Sunday. If you haven't seen it, I don't recommend you watch it. I think it will ruin the Tiger King experience for you. Even if you try, it's only 30 minutes long. I was kind of like, okay, maybe this will be somewhat decent because they brought in Joe McHale to host it. And I think Joe McHale is a, a fairly funny guy. Um, I don't know if he's the best interviewer per se, in terms of like a reunion. Um, but I think he's funny. And if there was a little more of um, Joe McHale's zing and dynamic and spice added into the mix, then I think he could have been really good. But again, it just felt like awkward small talk. And we were just like trying to catch up with everybody. Um, but I feel like the issue with it is these, all of the cast members have done so many interviews outside of Tiger King. They're, they're all on every media outlet right now and every podcast right now. And they're just spilling all the tea and giving all of the behind the scenes and like updating us on what they thought about the show, how their lives are after the show. And these are like 20 minute in-depth interviews with each of these cast members that like they've released so much more tea, real tea outside of the Netflix experience that like we already know what they're up to these days. You don't even have to no, like you don't even have to follow it closely to know what they're all doing to know that John Finley has teeth again and that he has a new girlfriend and that, you know, Saf still doesn't have an arm and like he's OK with that. Like, but but like the Jenny McCarthy show and Andy Cohen live both on Sirius XMs, they've had um previous cast members. They had like John Finley and Dylan, who is Joe Exotic's most recent and current husband they've had them on the show and like they've given so much more like behind the scenes information on the netflix series and one thing that i did kind of like is that netflix broke down the fourth wall or they allowed joe McHale to break the fourth wall of it and say like i think jeff lowe 
who was one of the guys featured in the reunion, he said he's just like, I didn't like the way that I was portrayed. I didn't think it was fair or accurate. So for them to allow him to say that and to air that, I think was big because I don't think we would necessarily have that in like a Bravo reunion where Bravo is like very, you know, touchy-feely about how and when we break the fourth wall, even though I do think they're getting a lot better at that. But I mean, my issue, the biggest issue with the Tiger King reunion is that there was no Joe. There was absolutely no mention of Joe. Like, how do you have a reunion about the Tiger King and don't even have any update on the Tiger King. No mention of him. There's no update. Dylan, again, who is his current husband, said that he wasn't even asked to participate in the reunion, that they asked all these other people. They had, like, Saf, and they had um, John Finley. They had Jeff Lowe. They had... um, Who else did they even have? Like, just... They had the guy with the long hair. Um, I think his name was Joe or Jeff, too. His name was something. But there was no Carol Baskin. There was no Doc Antle. And there was no Joe Exotic. Like, those were the three biggest ones. Like, Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic were the two key people that carried this documentary series on their back for the entire seven episodes. Doc Antle was kind of in and out, but he still made enough headlines. He still made enough waves to be featured heavily, like, in the trailer and to have, you know good moments throughout the documentary. We even had the girl that like survived his sex cult that did interviews. Um, But there was no mention of any of them that like, was there a legal issue? Did we try to sue Netflix? And that's why Netflix didn't even talk about them. Like if anything, and Joe McHale even kept asking some of the same questions to each of these people. Um, Like, what do you think Carol killed her husband? Yeah, no shit, Joe McHale. We all think Carol killed her husband. Like, why are you even going to ask them this question? Like, what a stupid question. We all know she killed her husband, allegedly. But like, and then his other question was like, what do you think Joe's thinking about in jail right now, now that he's super famous and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, again, what a waste of an opportunity to have a reunion. What a waste of a question. The whole reunion itself was like 30 minutes long. And each person had like, at best, three to five minutes. So the, the questions we asked... The, the cast members were really just, how are you? What have you been up to? What did you think of the show? And they're all like, I'm great. I'm a, cel- I, you know, I'm famous now, but I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a normal person. Like, okay, we get it. You're all just normal people. I think Joe McHale's funny, but like this was not his best at all. And the hard part is when you're doing reunions, and this is why I think the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion is going to be terrible because they're taping it via Zoom. When you do it via Zoom, See, and I'm curious to see, because like with this reunion, it looked very obvious that they didn't film Joe McHale with all of the cast members together, even though it was edited like that. You can tell that these were individual interviews where Joe McHale had a one-on-one call with each of them, and then they were just all edited together to make it look, you know, like it was one whole, you know, full picture update on the cast. And so I'm curious if Bravo is going to go with this approach with the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion, because if they go that way, then like we're not going to get any tea. Like the whole point of these reunions, again, is because we want to see them face off. We want to see them have some sort of tension and then some sort of resolution. And so uh, that's why I think if we do have all of the people on Zoom at the same time, that could very quickly get chaotic because there's no shutting anybody up unless you, you know, you mute them all. But I don't know. This wasn't great. But the hard part when you do Zoom, and this is why, like, even on our shows, like on No Filter and on Adulting, I don't like to do call-in interviews unless we absolutely have to. And I don't even like to do Zoom interviews unless we absolutely have to or Skype interviews unless we absolutely have to because it destroys the chemistry and it destroys the vibe and the energy. And then there's, like, little audio delays. Like, you just – you can't get it the same – you can't get the formula – you can't get the experience that you would if you've had an in-person interview – 
because like I said, there's physical chemistry and like, and when you don't have that, then like, it's really hard because then you have to fake it. And it's just like, it's like an orgasm with a guy that you realize like halfway into it, that the sex is terrible and you're just not into him anymore. And he's probably just really bad at sex. So you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to fake it just to get through it. And that's kind of what this feels like. Like we're just faking it to get through this awkward interaction and exchange. And I just think we need to stop doing Zoom interviews and Zoom. Like like even when you watch Watch What Happens Live right now, like Watch What Happens Live is like bad, especially because Andy's like having like three to four guests on at a time. And it's like, keep it to one-on-one interviews or like at best two people with Andy. Like this Zoom thing is just, it's not a work for me. Okay. It's just not. I'm sorry. I know. It's the best we're going to do right now, but I think we need to find some other sort of solution or a way to like make this better, especially if we're going to be in this for, you know, a minute. Um, real quickly, I want to give some love to Hum Nutrition and Dry Farm Wines who are helping to make both hashtag adulting and hashtag no filter going right now. Hum Nutrition is one of my favorite brands because they're keeping me healthy. They have their, their line of supplements, of beauty supplements that help you glow from within. Um, I have raved about their hair gummies for years now. It's what I take because I bleach my hair. Um, but right now, I think everybody should be taking the Hum Nutrition Here Comes the Sun, which is vitamin D. And I know people like to give me shit for telling people to take vitamin D because they say that I'm giving medical advice, which I'm not. I'm not giving medical advice. I'm a friend giving you a recommendation, so handle it. Um, but I love the Hum Nutrition Here Comes the Sun because I know I know that vitamin D is really good at building your immune system. A lot of people think it's vitamin C, but vitamin D combined with vitamin C and zinc, also like a really good trio combo. So I've been taking Hum Nutrition Here Comes the Sun. It's 10 bucks on Hum Nutrition, which is like so cheap and it's and they'll ship it to you because they're fully stocked. There's also um, their probiotics, Gut Instinct, which probiotics are also really good for your immune system. You want to be taking a lot of vitamin D, vitamin C, some probiotics. All of that's really going to help just build your immune system. I'm not saying it's going to treat or prevent anything. I'm not giving any medical advice, but these are just good natural immune boosters. And so I love Here Comes the Sun and Gut Instinct, which we're also giving away on the Adulting Podcast this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, and if you want to try Hum Nutrition, go to humnutrition.com, use code adulting and you'll get 20% off. So like if you want to get that vitamin D, that's like eight bucks because you get the 20% off discount code with adulting, code adulting, and it's already 10 bucks. So like, what are you waiting for? And then I also want to give some love to Dry Farm Wines because I've been drinking a lot of wine, which I know a lot of you have too. But I love Dry Farm Wines because it's hangover free wine. It's my favorite hangover free wine. And they ship it straight to your door. So you don't have to worry about going out anywhere. They'll send you a box of wine. You pick, you know, whether you want like a half dozen or a full dozen or, you know, however much is going to get you until Tuesday. Um, go to dryfarmwines.com slash Zach. You'll get some hangover free wine. You can pick red. You can pick white. They have rosé. They have, I think, even seasonally. Sometimes they have the orange wine, which is a new thing. It's a vibe. Give it a try. Dryfromwines.com slash Zach and humnutrition.com code adulting for that 20% off. Okay, next in news. So Chad Johnson, Bachelor Chad, Bad Chad. Um, he's a porn star now, you guys. He did an interview, I want to say in early March or maybe late February, where he was with Billy Bush and he and his girlfriend. And he was telling Billy Bush um, that he was going to be setting up an OnlyFans account. And he has since set up an OnlyFans account. And it's it's a fun vibe. Like he, So he has a few OnlyFans accounts. So he has one that's free, which is really just like a teaser account. And then he has his personal account. And that's like where he shows full schlong. And then he has a couple's account with his girlfriend on OnlyFans. And that's where they do like boom, boom on camera. And it's like, 
a vibe. I haven't seen any of the uncensored stuff. I'm surprised nobody's leaked them on Twitter yet. But I mean, apparently this is how he's paying his bills. I don't know how we feel about that. He was very upset with Chris Herring, um, Harrison, Chris Harrison, right? Yes. Um, and he was tweeting at him and he's like, Chris, you need to do a, 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 a cameo with me on this on OnlyFans, like, let's do it. Let's do porn together, which is a little gay and a little weird, but like, whatever. But so he was tweeting at Chris and he's like, you need to do this with me. You turned me into a porn star and like basically blaming Chris Harrison for turning him into an OnlyFans account and porn star, which I don't know if I believe that it's Chris Harrison's fault. I think, you know, Chad, we just, we all make our own life choices. I don't think Chad is great. I remember I was at a network where Chad had his own podcast and he was a little, uh -uh, um, and that didn't last very long. But whatever, he's doing his thing. He. What's interesting, though, is that even though this is how he's paying his bills, it doesn't seem like it's doing too well because when he started his OnlyFans account, first of all, the original price was $34.99. That was his price to subscribe to get his, you know, his, his schlong videos and, and, and photos, which I have to be honest, he's getting really creative with like the positions that he's doing and all of that stuff. But it started off as $34.99 per month. I remember at the beginning, he was giving like 30% off discounts, yada, yada, yada. Well, the price has since dropped on his personal account from $34.99 to $19.99 per month. So it doesn't look like they're selling all that hot. So, I mean, you might as well go in and, and you can get some videos from Chad. I don't know why people would subscribe on a monthly basis, though. Because like, if you think about it, like once you've seen him naked, you've seen him naked and that's it. Like... Do you really need or want to see more once you've seen enough videos, once you've seen enough photos, like you've seen it. And when there's so much free porn on the Internet, like why would you even need to subscribe for $20 a month just to see Chad Johnson? Like the reason people subscribe to porn, which I actually don't even know anybody that subscribes to porn, but for people that do subscribe to porn. They subscribe for access to like the full database, the full website, the full, you know, and they have, they probably, I'm assuming because I honestly don't even watch porn. I've tried several times now, but I haven't done it yet. They are like, like my understanding is that like you have at least like, I don't know, two, maybe three of your like favorite porn stars that like you go and you like see their ongoing videos. But like for that one price, you get access, I'm assuming to like all three of them. And even then they like have their, um, like different webs. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm rambling about porn. I don't even know anything about porn. Um, but anyway, if you guys want to check out Chad Johnson, he has, he has an OnlyFans account and a girlfriend account. That one I think is like $36.99 or something. But I mean, if anybody does get access to his photos and wants to share them, I'm not going to say no. Okay, let's move on. Do we want to talk about Bethany or do we want to talk about Sutton? Do we want to start with New York or do we want to start with Beverly Hills? Uh, let's start with Bethany. Bethany versus Real Housewives of New York Bravo production. Dun, dun, dun. So at this point, I think Bethany has really uh, hammered the final nail in the coffin and is not coming back to Real Housewives of New York at all, ever. I think she's officially moved on. Um, and I think it's a mutual decision. So she was asked about Real Housewives of New York. I believe, yeah, she was on Extra. So she was asked about the show and um, asked what she thought about the premiere, which she said the premiere of Real Housewives of New York, which is, this is the first season that she has, that she left. She left after last season. So this is the first season she hasn't been on since the early, I think it was like three to six that she wasn't on either. And then she came back and now she left again. Um, and after she left, Andy was like, the door will always be open for you, Bethany. You can always come back anytime. And she's like, yeah, right, thanks. Um, 
But so now she's saying that after seeing the premiere and how all of the housewives reacted to her quitting the show and quitting so abruptly um, that she felt like it was a total middle finger, middle finger to her, which I kind of agree with. But I, I don't know if that was necessarily production or if that was like the housewives that did that to her. I mean, there was like Dorinda and Sonia that were nice about Bethany's departure, but the other girls were not so nice. And then production put together that entire montage. I think it was because Luann said something badly about Bethany and how poorly she treated everybody and then production put together that whole montage of her like yelling at everybody and making it look like she was just such a nightmare and she's no longer in the group and like they're not gonna miss her at all which again like even for Luann to be like that like like Bethany's the one that helped you out Luann she's the one that got you rehab for free like there was just so much that like I get it maybe you didn't like the way she left but like you don't need to trash her like that And then, yeah, I think production's not missing her at all. But so Bethany continued her statements on Extra, and she said the ratings overall in television have never been higher, and perhaps the ratings on Real Housewives aren't doing well because it's sort of not maybe the content that's inspiring people to do what they need to do right now. And basically shaded the show, saying that it's uninspiring, and that's why their ratings are low, because it was reported that their ratings for the premiere were um, one of the lowest rated episodes that they've had in a while. Or I think that's in comparison to last season. But that it, it wasn't, considering everybody's home right now and consider, considering everybody is watching television nonstop, I think they were expecting a huge spike in ratings, which I don't actually believe was the case. And so um, the uh, naturally, Bravo was not happy about that. And they were, um, they shot back at Bethany. Sorry, I'm just trying to look up and confirm what the actual ratings for this past episode was because they should be reported online at this point. Um, But so Bravo clapped back at Bethany and they told a production source told page six that as much as Bethany pretends to be a producer, creator, mogul, and even philanthropist, she will always be a Real Housewife and reality star. She was no one before Real Housewives of New York So why would someone be so desperate as to bash the franchise that built her brand? And they said that Andy is livid with her at the moment, which I find very interesting that, I don't know, it just is so like nasty and bitter right now. Okay, so the ratings, interesting. So it looks like season 11 had 1.5 million. Season 11, which was the uh, last year's season, premiered at 1.5 million. Season 10 premiered at 1.3 million. Season 9 premiered at 1.2 million. Season 8 premiered at 1.2 million. Season 7 premiered at 1.5 million. So it's pretty standard. It looks like the highest that they've had was season 3 at at 2.04, so 2 million. And so season 12, which we're now in, wow, is the lowest premiere they've ever had. Interesting. At 1.09 million. So 1 million, essentially. Wow. So they didn't, so it was close to like 1.1 million. But for everybody to be home right now and to be watching Bravo nonstop, for that to be the lowest rated they've ever had... And then even last season's low of the season was the second part of the reunion. Part two of the reunion was their their lowest rated episode in season 11. And that, that had 1.09 million viewers. So even the lowest episode of last season did better than both of the season's 
than both of the episodes this season and season 12. So season 12 of Real Housewives of New York is really struggling. I have to say I like Leah Sweeney. I'll discuss it later when we have Brian, um, when we have Ryan Bailey on the show. But I like Leah, but I'm so curious as to why ratings are really slipping so hard this season. I think Bethany leaving had a lot to do with it. But production is definitely not happy that she shit on the show. And they said she will always be a real housewife. Mm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I definitely miss Bethany, and I think she needs she needs something. Her, her talk show didn't do well because that wasn't a natural format for her. Her radio show didn't do well because apparently she, like, threw a drink in somebody's face and, like, punched somebody at a club or something. Um, and then I don't know if this new show where she's trying to get people to compete for a job at Skinny Girl, I don't know if that's going to be any good. I actually feel like it's not going to be good at all. Nobody really wants to see her in that Donald Trump apprentice role. And nobody's really watching HBO for that type of content. So we shall see. Okay, but let's talk about Sutton. We'll close it out with, with Sutton. Or we'll, we'll talk about Sutton, then I'll close it out with a quick dating update. Um, Sutton. So last year, Sutton, Strack, and Garcelle Beavis were announced as the two new Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So the trailer came out a few weeks ago and the cast photo was released a few weeks ago and both of them really lack Sutton. The only real clip we see Sutton in other than in the background is um, a, a clip where they're at a dinner party. It looked at it looked like it was at Kyle's house. They had the dinner party and Sutton called Teddy boring, which I mean, let's be real. Teddy is a little boring. So props to Sutton for calling her out on that. But um, so we have now, over the past week or the past two weeks, new photos and videos have surfaced a sudden um, in her neon green dress or in her neon yellow dress that showed that she was part of the photo shoot with all of the cast members. And there's a video of her filming her opening credits with the diamond. She's like flipping her dress on the green screen, which all of the housewives have those pictures and they've all posted them which now doesn't seem like a, a BTS moment. Now it just actually seems like a, a forced production um, thing that they have to tape now in order to release it on their social media. But anyway, so Sutton had one of those and that was leaked online. I don't, or I think Sutton actually posted it herself. So it showed that she filmed an opening credit and it showed that she filmed, she did the photo shoot with the cast when they were doing their shoot. But yet she was cut from both of them, which had a lot of people asking, where's Sutton? What happened to Sutton? Where did Sutton go? And even Sutton commented when Lisa Rinna posted her photo with all of the cast members and Sutton wasn't included in, in the cast photo, even Sutton commented on Rinna's post and said, what did the girls do at Sutton or what happened to Sutton? Apparently. So Kyle and Erica have both given, have both done interviews recently and a little bit of tea was spilled in each of their interviews and I put them together to hopefully kind of get the full picture. So Erica was on ET promoting the new season of Beverly Hills and she was asked or some Sutton came, came up, the reporter asked about Sutton and um, Erica said that Sutton's a really sweet person and she feels bad about what happened to her. She said it kind of sucks, but she's going to be a great friend of. So it looks like something went down, according to what Erica said. And then the reporter then followed up with that and said, um, and said, yeah, she did film full time and some stuff happened and the shakeout of contracts and all of that. So apparently it looks like there was some sort of contractual issue that um, 
happened and now she was cut from the show and she even though she filmed as a full-time housewife she's now going to only be featured as a friend of and then the interesting thing is Kyle also did an interview recently which came out separately but so Kyle mentioned that you know she really likes Sutton but she kind of like mentioned a sly comment about Sutton also filming something else and um, alluded to like that she was going to, she was busy filming something else, which leads me to believe that maybe she was filming another sort of reality show that was a conflict of, in, that was a conflict clearly, because you can't film two projects at the same time unless you have approval from both, from both networks. So it looks like she probably signed a contract with another production company to film something else. And because of that, that, took away from her being a part of Housewives full-time, especially if it was a reality show about her life. You can't film a reality show about your life and also film a reality show about your life with an ensemble cast. Like, you can't do both. You're essentially signing over the rights to your life to be with that production company. So you can't do, you can't share both of it with two production companies. Um, What's that thing? Um, A bird in the hand is worth, is uh, worth two in the bush. Gotta, gotta take one or else you lose them both, girl. Um, but yeah, so apparently Sutton is going to be severely cut from the show or it's going to be like a Danielle Staub situation where she's only a friend of, treated as a friend of, paid as a friend of, but is in a lot of the drama. But I guess based off of the trailer, it doesn't look like Sutton's going to be all that much involved in a lot of the drama. But she is, she does have some confessionals. She is going to be part of the show a bit. And I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if Bravo used her Um like now moving forward, not like this was their intention going into it, but if they used um, used the footage of her consistently throughout the season to really kind of carry the show, but don't give her her opening credit or the, the payment that she is entitled to for filming. So we shall see. Quickly, uh, a dating update. So I have been dating on lockdown. I've been doing all of the dating apps and I'm kind of sort of talking to somebody maybe... We've gone on four dates. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about him necessarily. I I mean, actually, I do know how I feel about him. And I really like him. And he's a really cool, sweet guy. But, like, here's my issue. And this is where I kind of feel like Jessica from Love is Blind. Which is terrible because we all hate Jessica, even though we would be lying if we didn't say we all had a little bit of a Jessica inside of us. So, I'm 26, about to be 27. And... I don't know why, for whatever reason, I didn't realize when we matched. We actually matched on Hinge. Um, I didn't realize when we matched on Hinge that he was younger than me. I didn't even realize I had my... I don't use Hinge that often, so I didn't realize that my preferences on Hinge were set to somebody younger, which is so interesting um, that we matched and that we ended up going on a FaceTime date. The first time it was a drink, which was interesting. We had a good time. We chatted for maybe like a good hour and a half, and we had a really nice conversation enough to go on a second date. And then we went on a second date. The second date was a little awkward and a little weird because his mom was there or like kind of in the background, like she was like cooking and I can hear her chopping. So she was clearly like right near where he was sitting. So she could hear everything that I was saying and everything that he was saying. He said that like his family's just like really comfortable with each other and they're like comfortable with this kind of stuff. And I was like, but I'm not comfortable with this kind of stuff. And like, I don't want your mom to like be hearing me on a date with you. Like, that's just so awkward. I feel like I'm also dating your mom at this point. Um, so he, he's 24 
And I don't know, I'm 26, about to be 27, and he literally just turned 24. So he, which means that like at the start of this year, he was 23. And so I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Even though had I not known his age, which I didn't on the first date, I think it was either the first date or the second date when he somehow age came up and he asked like what, how old I think he is or how old did I think he is? And I said, oh, aren't you like 28? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, you're 29. And he's like, no, but I'm definitely not 30. And I was like, oh, so then you're 27. And he's like, no, I'm 24. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. And it was also interesting because he made a comment about how he had like dated a 20 year old. Um, not like very recently, but like in the past, he had dated a 20 year old, which would now make sense if he dated a 20 year old because he was probably like 22 or 23. So there was only a two year age difference. And like, <sighs> It's a vibe, which is different from another guy that I went on a date with who on a, on a virtual date with that I matched with on Bumble. And he said that he went on a date with a 20 year old, but he was like 36 that I'm like, why are you going on a date with a 20 year old and you're when you're 36 and he's like well he told me that he was 22 and so I thought he was over 21 but he wasn't 21 and I was like either way 22 is way too young for you sir like thank you next swipe left but so I don't know how like I feel like the age thing has really had me so conflicted about this guy because all I keep thinking about is well he's 24 he's 24 he's 24 and granted I'm not Jessica so I'm not 36 or 34 I don't remember how old she was she may have been 34 I'm not 34 and he's 34 but like I just I don't know like I kind of like him and we've had and every time we talk we do like these um, virtual dates but every time we do them they last like up to two hours and the only reason we have to hang up is because like my phone's gonna die or he has something to do or I have something to do but like we have really great conversations and like I feel like he checks all of the other boxes. Like we're a little different, but we're also pretty similar. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very interesting vibe and I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm probably going to go on a fifth date with him. But like, it's also weird to be dating during the quarantine. Cause like we can't physically see each other. We can't physically be with each other that like that physical chemistry, even if it's just a date, I'm not even talking about sex, even though sex is a big part of it. Just physically, like, you don't know the vibe. You don't know how they interact with other people. You don't know what they're like out in public. Like, there are just so many other things and components that come along with it that, like, I don't know. I'm so curious about how this is going to go and, like, how long we're going to have to date virtually before. And we couldn't even see each other even if we wanted to break quarantine and see each other because he's currently stuck in another state um, because he, I guess, left L.A. right before everything got locked down. And then all of the, you know, airports started having all of the restrictions and blah, blah, blah. And so he was like, well, I'm staying with my family. I might as well just, you know, continue staying with my family. And now he's like, okay, I'm ready to come back to LA. But we're physically apart in different states at the moment, even though he lives in Los Angeles and at some point will be returning to Los Angeles to reside. Um, so yeah, that's my dating update. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't remember the last time I went on four dates with a person and like, genuinely liked them or continued to like them after the fourth day. I think I'm getting over the age thing, but I'm curious to see where this goes and how long this lasts, but I'll keep you updated. <sighs> we shall see. All right. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Um, go check out Chad Johnson's only fans account. Get some screenshots and send them to me. Cause I'm here for it. Um, I mean, it's $19.99 a month, which is kind of a little steep for a Chad Johnson dick pic. But I mean, I guess you you can also like slide into his DMs and see if he'll send you a dick pic there. Who knows? Um, so today, the takeaway of today is Netflix needs to stop 
Um, Chad Johnson needs to slow his roll and Netflix needs to stop making reunions because they're just terrible. Like I said, Level is Blind was bad. I don't recommend the Tiger King reunion at all. If anything, go on YouTube, Google each of the cast members and watch their interviews. Even Doc Antle has been giving some interviews. Dylan, Joe's husband, has been giving interviews with updates. I covered that in the last show that we did, which was a Tiger King uh, breakdown. Um, so you can go tune into that one. But all right, guys, follow me at Just Plain Zach for updates on quarantine life. Follow at No Filter with Zach for more reality TV news and really funny memes. Don't forget to catch hashtag adulting life hacks to get your shit together with myself and Abigail Freer every Tuesday. Like I said, we have a sex episode coming out to help you stay sexy during quarantine. And don't miss our giveaway. $1,000 worth of product at the Adulting Podcast. Don't miss it. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye.